Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Great to have you all back. We are on every Tuesdays and we're going to get right into it with Recruiting Essential Ingredients. Ooh, I like this episode. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Taylor, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I think this one's going to be really controversial for some people. <laughs> you know, what I think the the interesting thing is, you know, we can tell you what it takes to be a good recruiter, and then we can kind of dissect it and kind of narrow it down into the whole, you know, it's all about work ethic. But I think you could probably do that with any kind of industry we have here. But I think let's get into it uh, because we can definitely talk about the habits of a shitty recruiter, which we will do in a different episode. But let's talk about all the essentials that, you know, they're very um, – they can, you know, go into any different industry in, in general. Help me out here. <laughs> oh, go for it. Oh, were you – okay, so they're very – okay, they can Translatable. Be there you go. That's what I was trying to do. Okay. Translatable. Well, I couldn't think of the goddamn word. <laughs> well, and that's a part of Renaissance recruiting. Well, plug there is that they have to know various industries. I mean, you guys specialize in tech. You have to know tech. They have to know marketing, that's HR, true. even TA. Um, we find oftentimes that, as we've talked about before, that TA is typically the, the catch-all, where you've got people from marketing that have a little bit of bandwidth, or people that are in accounting have a little bandwidth, and yeah. they've now got to go and pretend to be recruiters. But that also goes back to what we've talked about, is that there is a strategy and art to it, to being a good one, right? There's this essential ingredients that every recruiter needs to have. Mm -hmm. And not everybody that's in accounting or finance or, you know, any department for that matter necessarily has this. sexy tech. Yeah. Well, but it, it differentiates you as a recruiter, I feel like, if you have these essential ingredients. Okay. So are you saying that anyone that has these essential ingredients that we will talk to you about in just a bit can be a great recruiter? The next millionaire recruiter? If they go through Thriversity, yes. <laughs> Excellent plug again. <laughs> okay, so so hit me with one of them. What's, so I, we've all worked with really amazing recruiters. Again, worked with shitty ones, but the amazing recruiters. Let's really focus on that. Um, wh what kind of personality have they had? What kind of you know ingredients? So they're typically very competitive. Ah. I, I think that's really important. Competitive and resilient. You know, they do not just throw their hands up and defeat. You know, mm -hmm. we know that we're not going to get every candidate. We're not going to get every hire. But what is going to incentivize and motivate them to keep going? Interesting. Okay. And the the hard part, against because I come from a commission-based agency, is that was always money. So when you're internal, what can that look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get bonuses, right? But it also looks like pay increases for performance because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're still paid for performance. Sure. It's just a different type of compensation structure. But I feel like the focus internally is so much on hires and time to fill that you're actually, I feel like there's more notoriety mm. in being corporate, if that makes sense. So it may not be a financial dollar, but at the end of the day, that'll come with it. You'll get promotions, become team leads, things like that, if you want to. Yeah. Um, most people that are have been managers or now are individual contributors, that's because they want to be. 
right? But I feel like in corporate or in internal recruiting, it's really just those critical hires. It's like, oh, I hired the new COO. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the notoriety you get with that because you're not going to be incentivized for every hire. Yeah, and that's also like success-driven, numbers-driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that success-driven is different for everyone. And so I know in my career, and now I'm, now I'm curious here, I'm going to pass it over to you. Uh, at first, if you can go back to money, it was all about the money. It was all about how much money could I make as young as I was, and could I make more money than the counterparts I went to college, for example. And so I had a lot of good friends of mine who were going, you know, getting their bachelor's and master's, and we had a great debate and honestly a lot of hard feelings. And I've, I have lost friends because of it, because I was more successful, didn't go to school, I went to fashion the fashion school. Awesome. Uh, and, uh, I, I made a lot of money and that was kind of my motivation and basically like, how dare you tell me that I had to go to school to be successful? Yeah. So what was your path? Like, how did, how did you find this? How did I find recruiting? Yeah. Oh shit. I know now I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but now I can't help myself. No, I mean very much like anybody else recruiting kind of finds you like Mm -hmm. you don't go to school or back then you didn't go to school for recruiting. So it was like, I graduated college. Um, it was your degree in business management. Okay, cool. Um, and I graduated college and it was like, okay, I moved to Dallas. My sister was living here. My, the rest of my family was in Odessa and okay, who's going to accept a recent grad with no experience? Mm-hmm. Cause that's that shit that gets us all hung up, right? Yeah. You go like, to school and you think like, dun, 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 I've arrived. Well, they want you, how are you supposed to get experience if they won't give you experience? Yeah, exactly. So it was like, who will give you experience? Okay. Recruiting will sales, any yeah, kind of entry any level sales. sales. Mm-hmm. And, um, I started at Robert Half, which I, it's the equivalent of like door-to-door sales in recruiting. It's that like, here, sink or swim, Uh go. And I feel like that's really, I don't know, the best way I I feel like I could have gotten my start Mm -hmm. is learning in an environment like that where you run a full desk. But yeah, I mean, I think when it comes down to recruiting, it's, do you have the grit, the hustle, Mm -hmm. I was going to say right there with Robert Half, for example, where it's like sink or swim. Yeah. All I hear is hustle. Yeah. All I hear is be resilient. Yeah. So all I hear is that you are just driven to succeed and no one's standing in your way. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's like you're your own little one man show because mm-hmm. you have to bring in your own sales. You have to fill your own jobs. You have to make your own sales calls. You have to make your own candidate pull calls. Yeah. I mean, it's doing everything. So it's a kind of like the boot camp equivalent but like the job this is like where you go to the hard knocks Mm -hmm. right this is training camp before you actually get out into the real like you play the first football game you go to training camp yeah and that's kind of what it was even though it was your job and you probably were getting paid peanuts to do it fresh (laughs) out of school but it's and it's It's really fucking hard yeah it is And uh, it was actually funny. So Diana and I were talking um, earlier about just kind of what can make you a great recruit, like what can set you apart and what's different in our Uh, industry. Between top performers and just getting by. Yeah. And in our industry, kind of what we look for in the full package and the full package to me is somebody that, um, and I was actually telling her that it was you. I was like, but don't tell her I was bragging on her. <laughs> but I was like, Brianna's is kind of the full package because she knows the tech and can speak the language, but you're also a people person. Mm-hmm. And so, and you can review contracts and close sales. That's like the perfect storm. In my opinion, I was telling her that's rare to find somebody that can do it all. Even though you can have great, amazing recruiters. It's like, why do we think they're amazing? What about them? Oh, they can source. 
But if you had to just put somebody in your shoes or I had to put somebody in mine that could do it all by themselves, like run that full desk, how many recruiters do you think fill that bucket or fit into that bucket? Yeah. So, okay. Now you're putting me in an interesting place because that is what I was taught to do. That is what I've taught my recruiters to do. And so a, a lot of agencies, a lot of uh, internal, they, they silo roles. They say, all right, your account managers, your sourcers, your recruiters, meaning you take them through the candidate experience. That's definitely normal back then. It's really normal now. And it actually kind of scares me because I don't think those roles should be siloed. But um, I, I see why they do it. And so what, what I was taught to do is that you actually learn the client first. So you become a good client manager, meaning like you go get your own clients. You, un, you like... Um, you're then taking the the intake, right? Like the mm-hmm. hire manager client intake. Mm-hmm. And then now you go and not only tell yourself, because you're also a recruiter and sourcer, but then you go tell your whole team, hey, this is what we're searching for. This is what we're going to do. We're going to fill our own roles. So they caught taught client first, which is crazy. So I didn't even know really what a good candidate was first. Mm. I only knew how to get the business. I only knew how to close sales. And I remember being 22 years old, and, you know, got it rather quickly and then they weren't paying their bills. And my boss brought me in his office and I'm thinking to praise my ass. And he's like, hey, your clients have paid your bills. You need to call the CEO. And I'm like 22 years old. I was like, can we just call it a wash? Like, are we good? He's like, sit right here. And he made me sit right in front of him and make the, pick up the phone and call that CEO of this freshly venture capitalist funded company and ask for our money, ask for 100K on the phone. I kind of love that, though. No, again, hard knocks, right? Yeah. Like, we talk about the hard knocks and throwing you in, you either sink or you swim in. And that's the cool shit. But it's not sustainable. Like, it's cool. And again, like, I was, like, super lucky that I was able to embark on that and succeed. Mm -hmm. But you know how many people fail at that? And that's scary as fuck. Like, that's that's a hard part. And that's why, you know, we go through diversity and and we train people and everything. But we're talking about really, you know, the essential ingredients. And it's... Sometimes it's just like you fake it till you make it. Yeah. But you have to find that drive. And however, I've been just like you, you've seen so many great ones and so many like average mediocre ones and Mm -hmm. and somewhere in between. And I think that just the difference is, is how much they want it. Yeah. And the work ethic. Like, I don't really know what differentiates them even more than that, you know, because there's also like you could have a, you know, a great conversation with all sorts of recruiters and think, man, they got people skills, they have drive, they want X, Y, Z, like this is great. And then when it gets down to it, they just don't hustle enough. They're not quick enough. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, we've talked about this as it relates to to people that it's like they're capable. They're capable capable of doing the job they're just lazy or they don't Mm. want they don't want to put in the work because it will be work I mean Mm -hmm. every I feel like we talked about earlier about it um just completely oversaturated industry that's everything right now yeah for sure you want to be the best you want to be the goat then you have to be willing to do things that other people are not you you threw out an acronym what's a goat well, welcome to 2022, Brianna. The goat means greatest of all time. Thank and you. It actually is. I'm in not the only one. The dictionary. Scrabble. Oh my gosh. Oh, I was like, no way. Does it? We're gonna hey, have to have a list. every single acronym. I have to ask because trust me, I'm not the only one that's trying to Google this shit while we're talking. It's I'm a, not the hey, only one. It's a society acronym. It's not an industry acronym. Acronym. Right, it is like. Very widely used in sports. But, um, yeah, you basically have to do the shit that nobody wants to do. And I kind of look at it, that's like being a manager, too. Oh, you have to do the yeah. shit that nobody wants to do or is willing to do. You have to 
you know, there's always going to be people that report to you that make more than you. So mm-hmm. I don't know why people always think that I'm the manager. I need to make more than everybody. It's like, I feel like when you become a manager or get to a certain point in your career, it's because you care more about other people's success and helping them grow to get to a certain, like, mm-hmm. it's not about just chasing money. It's not just about chasing, um, whatever it is, no- notoriety in the industry. There's other, I feel like more emotional things maybe is how I can yeah. describe it. They motivate you. I actually feel you're on to a couple really good episodes that we'll talk about later. Cause I would love to interview some managers. Anyone that wants to please message us for sure. Our contact info is below. Uh, but you know, managers is like, that's it's definitely a different type of beast and you don't do things for the money for sure. Uh, I know that, uh, well, I bawled my eyes out, but like I, I used to, you know, live in the sales pit, right. With all yeah. the other recruiters, uh, for a really long time. And honestly, it was just a couple of years ago that I put myself in the office because I was like, I can't do this. It was too distracting, but you know, to take yourself out of an IC role, individual contributor, <laughs> role, uh, it's, it's hard and it's traumatizing. And it's like, you know, if I could live in a sorcerer role my entire life, maybe I would, you know? So that's, what's interesting. That's what's cool about, I think the recruiter recruiting world in in general is that we are making places for everyone that just, you know, maybe there's a hardcore sorcerer, maybe they love the clothes. Um, You know, there's even a sorcerer researcher, which I think is super interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's a newer role that we don't talk about um, enough. So we'll definitely have an episode for that. But, you know, back to the essential ingredients is you also have to be fairly organized, which is crazy because I'm not organized, but I have a method to my madness. That's what I was going to say. A method to your madness. But that was going to be, I was going to actually frame it to you like what are what is one of the biggest obstacles you see for recruiters from being shitty to being good like what is a differentiator and I think you hit the nail yeah organized organized it's 100% Yeah. So it's like you start at your career and you're like, okay, I know, you know, 10 to 15 people that I'm talking to at any given moment. And they don't realize that in order to be good at what you do, it snowballs. Yep. And now you're at 30 people, you're at 45 people. And then now that 45th person you've talked to is now in when you're at 90 people and they came back because they're on vacation. It's like, you can't remember all of that. There's Mm -hmm. no way. So it's really interesting. And we've seen it throughout the years. I'm sure you have too. You know, we have candidate trackers and it's technically admin, right? Right. Trust me, I hate admin. I'll be the first to tell you. But if you're going to be a good recruiter, a badass recruiter, the next millionaire recruiter, you have to know your numbers. You have to keep track of shit. There's just no way you cannot automate that. Well, and to your point, too, I mean, all recruiters, for the most part, whether it's a tracker, an applicant tracking system, Mm -hmm. they have to update that information somewhere. And always for clients we work with for compliance reasons, right? You have to legally have that information in there, how somebody interviewed and whatnot. And so um, I really think what we've got to normalize too is we've got to normalize that recruiters, I mean, we've always had to do admin work. Always. So why we all hate it and pretend it's going somewhere. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's It's been a part of our job since day one. And, you know, I think it's like, okay, 16 years later, I'm waiting for it to go away. The admin work isn't going away. I mean, it's always going to be there. And so, but 98% of recruiters hate admin work. Yeah, and for sure. And then like we all, this is, drives me nuts because I've, trust me, I have done it, but the high performers hate it the most. Yeah. The higher performer, the the most, they, they, they hate it. And they're like, give me an admin, give me, you know, whatever. We try to automate as much as possible and then we make excuses. Oh, well, they're a high performer. We don't have to have them track it, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. At any given moment, a recruiter should know how many phone screens they have, how many first interviews they have, how many final interviews they have. Like that should just be off the top of their head. How much outreach have they done a week? I mean, again, 
we talk about this, you know, we don't want it to be a sales job, but it's still about the numbers. It's still very data driven. And we've seen a lot of tech go in and out, um, you know, throughout the recruiting world. And, but there's nothing that has solved this problem. Maybe you and I should solve it, but I don't know if it's going to be solved because Mm -hmm. even if you have tech on it, you should know this off the top of your head. This should be a thing for you. Absolutely. Well, and then when we go back to soft skills, stay humble, right? Humble Uh, yourself enough to know that, okay, you didn't mind doing admin work three years ago. (laughs) Why do you mind now? You know what I mean? It's like, we all have to do some admin work. So stay humble. For sure. Well, we had a lot of recruiting essential ingredients for sure. Um, Grit, hustle, agility, resilience. Uh, There's just so many. Work ethic really, I think, is going to encompass all of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you got to keep keep digging no fat cat syndrome (laughs) you got to keep pushing you got to keep snowballing so thank you all for listening for sure we will be on every tuesday and do not forget let's do this let's do the broke to boss with taylor yeah so broke to boss tip of the week is communication so it seems so simple but you want to know what will set you apart from other recruiters is communication have the tough conversations with not only hiring managers but have the tough conversations with candidates provide the tough feedback get on the phone pick up the phone that's what i was going to ask you can we do that over email or in or recruiter well we could make an episode about that there's certain <laughs> there's certain like steps it. within the process sure. that they get in where certain levels of communication are best practice but we'll save that for another day okay so right now we're going to say let's do that on the phone yeah get nothing on the lost horn. in translation get on the horn get on the horn <laughs> <laughs> all right bye y'all have a great week see you next see you next tuesday <laughs>